Northern Brewery is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my broom brothers and sisters. And a big hi from Tasty. Yay, Tasty. <laughs> it gets a little dangerous here in the studio sometimes. You know, we're all drinking. Stuff's flying. Stuff's flying. We're, we've got to make the samurai sword sound. Yeah. Oh, by the third show, I'm I'm in such fear for my mixing board and everything. I get freaked out. Yeah, like put a tarp over that thing. <laughs> yeah. In fear for the rest of yourself, too. <laughs> yes. God knows. Don't pass out around here. No. Never want to happen. have that happen. And I've got in, in studio my dear friend, uh, Dr. Scott. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. It's so good to see you. I, I miss you while, so man. much. Yeah, yeah. You're one of my favorite people in the world. Oh, it makes it's... me all warm and tangly. Yeah, we need our brewing gurus, so that's why you're here, man. Well, you can make it up. You can do the brewing. Well, I'm glad you asked me. Actually, you know, I'm explaining to my wife why I have to brew this. Yeah, invitation. Okay, it's, it's an honor, man. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. I try to explain that to her. I think she got it. Maybe not. We don't uh, ask people to brew unless yeah. we know that they're you know, <laughs> exactly. great brewers. They know. have to qualify. We talk about other people. And, lot, and you have to get to pretty high marks. To, yeah, we're, we're very critical. I mean, critical. Like, I'll critical. recommend somebody to be able to go... What's well, his creds? You know, like yeah. right, right. I have yeah. to like yeah. We had an email exchange. We were doing something, something like today that. about that. I don't like, know. I don't know. Who's this guy? What's he done? You know, yeah. hey, somebody we can trust. Somebody yeah. we know will deliver. Right. Somebody yeah. got to jump him in. That's right. What well, I look yeah. for in people is: uh, do they have a repeatable process? Uh-huh. You know, which means that they've got control of all those parameters that uh, a lot of people, when they're just getting you know intermediate brewers, seem to can't quite get a hold of. And uh, you know, are they going to be uh, good on the air? Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. And somebody, shot in the dark. somebody we can trust. Yeah. Somebody we know will deliver. So it's like, okay, so the show is going to be, you know, August 16th. <laughs> you're going to be there at this time. Right. You're going to have the beer done. You're going to have a package. You're going to have it ready to go. Yeah. You know, because we can't, uh, you know, end up on the day and, like, not have the beer. Nor have so, it be less or, than. Yeah, or have it suck and then we have to rebrew it again. You know, it's not going to work. Well, you know the other the other folks you can you can trust to deliver. Flat rate shipping. <laughs> Flat rate shipping. Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer. There are boys. Go. Northern Brewer. Northernbrewer.com. Sweet guys. They are. They are. They are good people, and you can trust them like you can trust us. No, well, yeah. better than you can trust. You know, out there at the anniversary <laughs> party, I got to meet the whole staff, not just the uh, the oh, monkey yeah. mucks. Yeah, it was nice. The people they chained down in the yeah the, the people basement. Well, the people actually <laughs> do the work there. Yeah, they're nice guys. Yeah, no, they're they're all wonderful guys, uh, uh, guys and gals. Great sense of humor, great shipping, great prices, great selection. Yeah, just everything about them is great. I've I I can't think of a negative thing about Northern Brewer. I'm one 
critical son of a bitch. Well, Dawson. Well, yeah, Dawson sucks, but, you know, other than that. Nothing else but that. Well, and their lack of willingness to fire Dawson. That, too. That so, two suck. things. All right, so there's two things. There's two things that really suck about Northern Brewer. But other than that, you know, they're 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 wonderful people. If if you get a chance, they've been sponsoring us for 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 nearly five years now. Huh. Unfailingly, they write the check and take care of this show, so we can keep bringing it to you. If you like the show, you should uh, email uh, Northern Brewer and tell them how much you love it. Uh, or you know, even better yet, go ahead and buy something from Northern Brewer. You can find all the stuff that that we do for these shows. All the ingredients you're going to find at northernbrewer.com, and uh, you can be sure that they're fresh. They'll be shipped to you very inexpensively, and uh, they're going to take good care of you. They're going to make sure you're a happy customer. And when you go ahead and buy something in the comments field, mention that uh, you know you, you love the fact that they help uh, the Brewing Network in many yeah. different ways. It's not just this show. Uh, it's anniversary party. It's a lot of different things. Northern Brewer, they've been great friends to us and really taking care of us. So make sure you uh, you jump in there and tell them how much you appreciate it. Good folks. And we have a new sponsor, Australia. Well, we're, we're dealing with Australia here. So we've got an Australian sponsor. You know, I travel down anybody, to Australia, anybody in Australia on, a, on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, of course, anybody, other people are paying for it. But, is anybody yeah. in the chat room from Australia? I mean, are they awake there or... Uh? I think they're at work there. Oh, work? Okay. We do have... Well, that means no, they probably are it's, listening. It's, it's like, like 2 in the morning or yeah. 3 in the morning. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. not even work yet. I thought it was farther ahead than that. Yeah, yeah they're asleep. <laughs> or maybe it is. No, I, I, don't th- know. I thought it was morning, morning to them. Like That's true. It's like 3 in the afternoon is about, like, wait, 8 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. Well, um, whatever. Nobody in the chat from Australia. But, you know, if you are in Australia, you want to check out the, uh, the uh, Grain and Grape. Grainandgrape.com.au. Uh, uh, John Preston and his uh, Grain and Grape uh, store there. They've been in business 20 years helping out uh, home brewers, craft brewers. Uh, good people. they got a wide selection of goods. Uh, and they're new sponsors. I want Since they're new sponsors, I want you to jump on the, uh, the, yeah. the interwebs Show them there. the power of the BN, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please you know, send them an email. Yeah. I don't care if you're in Australia, you're in the U.S., or you're in uh, Djibouti. Thank them. Especially if you're in Djibouti. I love uh, Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all uh, make sure you send them an email and say hey you know thanks for sponsoring yeah. we appreciate it you know we enjoy the show thank you very much and just send them an email if you get a chance check out what they got they got great stuff and if you're in Australia that's where you're going to get your crisp mare sauce if you're going to make mm-hmm. uh, British beers uh, you know uh, you're going to you're going to need uh, some crisp mare solder floor malted uh, English malt, and, and that's how you make those kinds of beers. And critical for it, and uh, Grain and Grape has it, so uh, check them out. And don't forget, we also have yeah, lots of lots of things happening. we got the East Book coming up. Oh, yeah, the book. You can buy that Brewing Network store, www.thebrewingnetwork.com slash store, signed copies, signed by both Chris White and myself. Now you're going to be yeah, able to keep up. up with the demand. For, I mean, because there's a lot of signing to do for as many well, people. Well, you know, to this. we did. We ordered a pallet load pallet. of books, oh. and it's going to be the first place you can get it. Unless you're going to show up at GABF and wait in line to to get one. Uh, the next place you can actually get them, they're coming straight from the publisher. Uh, it's the BN. That's, the line. That's pretty first. popular. We're going to have it before Amazon or any of those places. You can get it. You can get it right here uh, at the Brewing Network. Get them signed uh, in the comments field. If you want to add anything, uh, you know, feel free to go ahead. And uh, you get a retail 
a uh, big portion of that goes to the Brewing Network and helps the Brewing Network stay uh, uh, on the air and producing these uh, kinds of shows like uh, The Sunday Show, Brew Strong, Can You Brew It, uh, Homebrew Chefs coming up, and yeah. uh, we also got... Uh, the other show? The other show. And <laughs> The other show. Yeah, yeah, by the time this airs, you'll uh, be listening to the Homebrew Chef on podcast already. There you go. Mm. August 26th. That's right. There you go. I said, what a memory I got. Good job. See, I'm not that drunk. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. That'd be uh, great. Wow. Sharp like a tick. Good. <laughs> like a tick? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, just like a tick. Well, at tonight's beer, uh, I think we actually uh, we have a request, don't we, for, uh, for this one? Uh, you know, the interesting thing about this one is uh, I've been there. I've been there uh, and enjoy this beer, so I was really excited to to get this uh, request through. Hi, Jamil. My name's Dwayne Thurston. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Down in Australia here, we have a wonderful brewery called the Holgates Brew House out in Woodend. They make a range of nice beers, but my favourite is the Nut Brown Ale, which is brewed with macadamia nuts. This gives it a somewhat subdued nut flavour, and it's wonderful complexity to what is a really nice beer. But my question for you is... Can you brew it? All right. So uh, you know, the first time I we went to Australia, my dear friend Ron Lubinsky, he drove me out to uh, to Holgate, and we went out there, and, and we we're checking out the beers. That's where I met Peter uh, Simonson, Barry Cranston, uh, two of my dear mates out out there. Uh, we 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 ended up uh, you know running each other there, and we hit it off, and and been hanging out ever since. Ooh. And the Holgate Brewery, you know, like a little brew pub out in. I don't know. It's middle of nowhere. I have no idea. You know, Ron was driving, and he's like, eh, they got this brew pub. It makes some pretty good beers. You know, check it out. And they've got beers. What they had on was like a Belgian beer, an American-style beer, a German-style beer, an English-style beer. You know, just, just Across everything. the board. Across the board. They don't, you know, that's one of the, the beautiful things about Australian brewing is they don't have a thousand-year brewing tradition, so mm. they will brew whatever is a great style of beer or what, you know, they're open to, uh, you know, finding any kind of beer that, that, that the world brews and the the best of it. (laughs) And yeah, they, they have no hesitation to put anything on, uh, in the brew. They're, you know, they're not like, well, my customers will be afraid of a Belgian, this or that. I don't care. They put on (laughs) the customers enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I just love this place. The beers are really good, and uh, uh, you know the the, the brewer was was uh, busy at the time, but he actually put together like a, a twelve pack to send out with us. You know, while we were leaving, he's like, uh, you know, the bartender said, "Hey, the brewer, why need to have this?" I'm like, oh, cool. So love that. You know, that was that was really special too. You generous. know, they're they're very very generous, very kind uh, out there. So. I was really, really impressed, and I really enjoyed it. And the 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 beer that for me that I loved the most was this nut brown ale. I thought was uh, well, and the temptress, the temptress was to die for, and the nut brown was to die for. The temptress is like a chocolate version, you know. Anyways, <laughs> and I was hoping the temptress was like the hostess who seated you or something, but it was a beer, huh? No, it was a beer. Okay, yeah, well. Uh, so they got these great beers, and I really enjoyed them. And then uh, 
uh, you know, we started doing that was before we started doing Candy Brewit. And then we got Candy Brewit and we got all sorts of requests for Hallgate. And so when I was, uh, I knew I was going to be back in Australia, I, I got a, a, a hold of Andy Davison and he set up um, uh, an interview with the uh, Hallgate uh, Brewery and, uh, and Ian Morgan. Again, I was in some intestinal distress. Stress. So uh, you don't Peter, travel well. My, it was it was the the vegan Indian food up the stairs behind the thing that uh. kind of did me in. That was Peter's fault too. So Peter stepped in and did the interview. He took for your me. gig. See, yeah, I get it. It's, yeah, yeah uh, he's going to replace me. Yeah, honestly, it's all making sense maybe, now. Maybe it was you know, it's going to be the Peter and Neil show uh, coming up here. You know, <laughs> next few episodes. Yeah, get rid of me. I'm on the outside too. And I can see yeah, this. Yeah. We're gone. Can it's, we brew it? Can we brew this? Peter and yes. Neil. Can we brew yeah. it? Can We're we not brew this? Anybody? <laughs> can we can Tasty and Jamil? <laughs> now we got rid of the old farts. So uh, we're going to go on with the good stuff. All right, so. Uh, Anyways, let's let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear Peter interview Ian Morgan from the Holgate Brewery back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers. Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex, traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with... Dr. Jean de Clerc. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. Icebach. What, what? 21st century Norwegian American home brewer rapper from St. Paul. Listen, listen, I bust attenuation maxims and my yakima magnums make my lager so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five liter dick. Get your nasty mid-drinking group on ass back to 1026, boo! And Brother Abelard. Up there with witch. Be gone! 12th century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition. My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more Time Brewers! Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. 
Brew Your Own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. I'm John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. We've been supplying home brewers with equipment, ingredients and advice for over 20 years. We carry a great range of grain, hops, wires, liquid cultures and all the gear you need to make great beer, from the most basic setup to a fully automated home system. We're all keen brewers, so drop in on one of our twice-monthly all-grain brewing demos and have a chat with Chris, Dan, Paul, Nick or Sam. We'll talk about brewing and recipes and systems and techniques all day. If you're squeezed for time or just dabbling in all-grain, try our range of artisanal fresh work kits brewed at Melbourne's very own Mountain Goat Brewery. We're very proud to be a major sponsor of the Australian National Home Brewing Conference. This year we've got Randy Mosher and Gordon Strong heading here for three big days in October. Mention the Brewing Network when you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order under 15 kilos. Check out our website grainandgrape.com.au for conditions and we'll see you at the conference. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm with uh, Ian Morgan from uh, Holgate Brewery, and we're going to talk about uh, Nut Brown and possibly even Temptrist, which is a chocolate porter. Let Ian give us a bit of a background on his brewing history. Ian. Hi, Peter. Um, yeah, let's see. I've been in Australia now for about 10 years, and my brewing history started probably at the uh, big-time brew house in Seattle. I went to university there at the UW and uh, spent more time at the big-time than I did at the library. Um, it was my way of weaning myself off the macro brews. So having had that foundation and some really fantastic beers out of the Pacific Northwest, moved over to Australia about 10 years ago, and... Uh, uh, quite frankly, found the market a bit wanting. Um, the the, the microbreweries that are up and running now and doing great things, if they're around at all, were just in their infancy. Um, so that was my motivation to get into brewing in the first place, was to make the kind of beers that I was used to drinking back home. Okay, so we have a the 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 classic Australian import type uh, scenario here, where we have somebody from somewhere else who's really keen on brewing. So could you tell us a little bit about the uh, history of the Holgate Brewery? Yep. Well, Paul uh, officially started the brewery 10 years ago, about the same time frame that we're talking about, um, and a similar um, situation. He, had, he was traveling a lot for work and was able to taste, not only he was in Europe, tasted the classic styles of beer out of Europe, um, traveled a lot in the U.S., and was tasting the things that the uh, American brewers were doing there, the microbreweries, came back to Australia and said, well, why can't we do it here? And so he set about doing it. He and his wife, Natasha, uh, got the brewery set up. First it was back in the shed 
on top of a full-time job and eventually worked up the market base and the capital to get the brewery moved into the back of a nice old 19th century classic Australian pub up in Woodend. It's just about an hour outside of Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, it's been going strong ever since. Excellent. Uh, having been to the uh, Holgate Brewery at Woodend, um, I would commend it to anybody that's within range of the Holgate Brewery. It's uh, uh, a very good experience, especially the, uh, the ales on hand pump. To get to the specifics about the, um, the nut brown, could you, could you give, in a, give us an idea about the um, uh, original gravity, final gravity of that beer? Yeah, we're looking at OG of uh, 1.050, 10.50, um, finishing up about uh, at 9, 1.09. Um, the, the beer itself came about, it was Paul's inspiration. Um, I'll speak for him here <laughs> since he's, uh, he's got a couple of young kids to uh, look after tonight and is called off from the festivities, but um, worked very closely on it. He, as a home brewer himself, starting out, uh, his family, uh, his father came over from England, and uh, one of the beers that he heard about a lot and when he was able to taste when he was over in England were, were the classic brown ales of the UK. Um, so something that he was doing a lot as a home brewer was this brown ale. When he started up the brewery, you know, we're talking about 10 years ago in Australia, things have changed a lot since then. Um, uh, some of the more say, diverse styles... Uh, weren't really going to find a market. So it's something a recipe they kind of kept under his hat for 10 years. Um, the 10th anniversary came around last year and in 2009, and he wanted to do something to commemorate that, so he pulled out his old homebrew recipe book. So good reminder to everyone to hold on to those recipes in case you uh, decide to get into it commercially. And we worked from that. Um, we're looking at... Uh, he. he Big fan of those English, those classic English brown ales. Um, so it really is a malt-driven beer, the brown ale. Okay, would, would that be a, more of a northern English brown or a southern English brown? Perhaps you could give us an idea about the uh, the, the percentages on the grist. Yeah, well, good old Nuki Brown was the inspiration. So um, you're looking at some toffee and caramel character coming through. Um, the base malt is a good old two-row pale. We get ours through Barrett Burston malts here in Australia, uh, but it's accentuated with about 26% of an amber malt. Um, the rest, or, the, or I guess you might say your, your specialty malts going in, we give it about 9% flaked oats uh, to give it a bit of oomph. Uh, 9% carapils, again for a bit of body. Brown malt, 2% for color and flavor, and a little bit of chocolate malt, 1%. Uh, bring the color up and give it a nice... Chocolate aftertaste. Being appreciative of the uh, the variation that you get between specialty malts around the world, uh, would be would some of the specialty malts be uh, of European or English extraction, or the, or are they local? Could, could you give us a bit of an idea about the ABCs of the malts? Uh, I don't have that at my fingertips, and it's been a, a, a long day at the beer awards, I'm afraid, so I might have killed a few brain cells. The, the Carapils is a Wireman malt, uh, so you should be able to find that online. Uh, brown malt is from Simpsons malts. Uh, we get that through Bintani here. And the chocolate malt is a Baird's malt. Okay, that's, that's quite useful because there's a wide variation in the imported malts that we get to see in Australia and will help other people perhaps... Uh, calibrate 
appropriately. Okay, so moving on from the grist, um, how do we, how do you deal with the um, the boil? What's the length of the boil, etc. Um, if I might, before we move on to the boil, because um, the, the 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 macadamia notes to give the beer its signature. Ah, uh, ah yeah. I, <laughs> apologies. I also have been at the beer awards and have missed the signature portion of this and we, we need to deal with mashing before we get to the boil so we'll just retract just a touch and move on to that uh mea culpa everyone's enjoying themselves uh, quite grandly this weekend so i encourage any american brewers to come down to australia for the next beer awards because it's a good time to be had obviously um we were looking at how to integrate the macadamia nuts we're looking for a twist for our 10th anniversary and something that i didn't realize as an American was that macadamia nuts are a, an indigenous plant food of Australia. Um, having flown a bit, I always thought they came out of a box that you got when you flew through Honolulu. But um, no, they are a fair dinkum, if I might <laughs> take the liberties, um, uh, fruit of Australia, uh, originating in Queensland. And so when Paul was looking to do something for the 10th anniversary, he wanted to give it a bit of a twist, make it something special, and uh, something uniquely Australian. So we looked at the macadamia nuts. So that would be a, talking about brown ales, nut brown ales. Why not put a nut in there? The macadamias we got, um, we put about, I think it worked out to about 1.4% of the grist. Um, we put it in the mash. And that's actually an inspiration from the Magnolia Brewing Company out of Mississippi, uh, I tasted their pecan brown ale and was looking at how they integrated nuts into the, uh, into the beer, knowing the, the effect that those oils could have on the finished beer. And they put it in the mash, so heck, we, we just decided to take the same track. Um, the macadamias, we chopped those up uh, to increase the surface area, roasted them to bring some of the oils out and also to slightly caramelize them. And we chucked those in with the rest of the beer. We just sprinkled them on top of the mash and stirred them in, basically. Okay, so so would they be a sort of a light addition to the mash? Well, yeah, we tried to um, kind of keep them at the middle and top layers of the mash to avoid it gumming up things, but um, no, went in, went in with the rest of the grain and, and sat there during the mash rest. We do a 45-minute mash rest and a 20-minute uh, uh, recirculation. And, and what sort of temperature were... Would, would you be doing that for the mash? We, we want to bring up the uh, the sweeter characters of the malts. So we did our mash about uh, 66, 67 degrees centigrade. Afraid you'll have to do the conversion at home. Um, top of 68, you'll be right. Well, I, I, I guess the bulk, of, the bulk of the rest of the world is quite happy with centigrade. There might be just the odd few people that, <laughs> that might not understand Fahrenheit. Uh, however, uh, with the um, with the specialty malts, uh, the one malt that we didn't really talk about was the crystal malt and mm. its EBC. Um, whereabouts does that sp- sit on the spectrum for you? Well, we didn't actually um, utilize any any of the crystal malt with this recipe. We we let the uh, yeah we, we used the chocolate malt for for the color, um, and we felt between the the amber uh, the amber malt the pretty high percentage of it in there that um it uh, gave it the the flavor that we were looking for okay well 
just just to close out the whole mashing regime, perhaps you can give us the percentages, if that's possible, of the of, of the grist. Sure. Uh, we're looking at fifty-three percent two-row pale, twenty-six percent amber, nine percent flaked oats, nine uh, percent carapils from Wireman, two percent brown malt. That's a Simpsons Brown, and one percent chocolate from Baird's. Excellent. Great for. Thank you for sharing all that detail with us. Um, so we've gone through the, the mashing stage. Um, let's move on to the boil. What sort of time for the boil and what sort of hop additions do you do? We do a 75-minute boil at Holgate's. Um, we have a nice little hop down here called New Zealand Southern Cross. It uh, probably has it or- its origins in some European variety, but the Kiwis have boosted it up. Um, we're looking about 13%, 13.8% alpha acid on that. Um, gives us 19.3 IBU. Put that in at the beginning of the boil. Um, no other hop additions till the end, and being a English style originally, uh, we've got some good old East Kent Goldings. Um, we chuck in 400 grams. Uh, we're look, talking about a 1500 liter brew length, so you have to might do the conversion at home, get Bruce Smith or your other uh, program to do it for you. But, um, yeah, just a bit of East Kent Goldings there to give it that nice spicy English hop character. Okay, so you, you're doing the, um, the bulk of the bittering at uh, the commencement of the boil at 75 uh, minutes. Uh, and what stage are you doing the, the light hop additions? 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whereabouts? Right, end, end of boil with the, the Goldings. Okay, so do you whirlpool with your system? We do. We, um, well, to an extent. We don't have a, a separate whirlpool vessel. Uh, when we're topping up, uh, we'll top up through a bent pipe. <laughs> Gives it a bit of a whirlpool. Not a traditional whirlpool, but um, it tends to accumulate the, the hops at the, the center of the bottom of the kettle and allows us to drain off the wort without uh, gumming up the works. I, I, I guess my question was towards the, the overall IBU of the beer, how much are you actually achieving in that, in that late flavor stage of the boil? We're not looking to pick up any IBUs from those hops. Uh, it might be five, ten minutes between the times those, those are put in and we start chilling the wort. Okay, thank you for that. That's 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 very interesting. That I I think we've gone through the most of the brew house uh, type activities. Um, let's move on to the fermentation regime. Um, how do you go about the fermentation? We've got uh, three nice little CCVs sitting there, uh, eighteen hundred liter capacity, but we like to leave a little headroom. Um, we transfer the word across. We try to get it as close to fifteen degrees Celsius as possible. Uh, and we'll pitch our yeast. In this case, it's from Fermentus Labs. We're using a dry yeast. Um, we'll work up a bit of a yeast starter with some wort off the end of the, uh, the chiller. Um, it's the USO5 variety in this case. Uh, though it might be fun to play around with different yeasts in the future. Um, there's maybe some English ale yeast. Um, but we've gotten good results from the Fermentus product. Um, get that into the fermenter and we're, we try to keep the fermentation between 15 and 19 degrees Celsius it's generally the fermentation is finished within 4 days uh, we might let it, we'll, we'll chill it down and it might be 7 days tops before we transfer it across in the maturation tanks ok do, do you do any um, uh, dry hopping regime at all? 
not not with this beer. Not with this beer. It's um, again one of these beers we want. We want to be driven by the um, by the grist bill and by those macadamia nuts. We want those coming through in the end. So uh, we haven't bothered to dry hop it in this case. We have with some of our other beers. Um, maybe there's an imperial brown ale somewhere in our future. But um, for the meantime, we're happy to let this be a nice. Um, Nice biscuity uh, roast malt, lovely kind of thing you have on a cool wood end evening in front of the fire. Okay, well, well, a, a cool wood end evening is probably rather chilly for most parts of the planet. Um, so, are there any other um, uh, characteristics of this beer that are quite ni- unique to your process, or anything else you could add to the discussion? We. Uh, Quite sure. We, we treat it like a lot of our other beers. We, we do um, filter, uh, cereal filter our beers for purpose of, of keeping on the shelf a bit longer. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd love it to see it out there as a cast conditioned ale or something along those lines. Uh, in the past, we have put it into bottles as a 10th anniversary product. We kind of wanted to get it out there into the markets and, and let the smaller bottle shops here uh, sell it as is. Um, we do have the beer engines here in, uh, up at the pub in Woodend. So it would probably benefit from a nice, yeah, nice, uh, a smoother pour than you get through standard carbonation. But, um, but no, it's, it's done really well for us. Um, something else we've experimented with is, is blending it off with our chocolate porter. And, um, well, might be, might be running afoul of the sensors here in Australia or otherwise, but uh, since we were brewing a nut brown ale and our chocolate porter... Uh, which is a robust porter brewed with vanilla and Dutch cocoa. We call it the, the, it's called the Temptress. And we were sitting around the pub one night, maybe after a couple of beers, and uh, playing around with the nut brown ale. What, where, where, what could we do with it? We blended it off with the Temptress, and what kind of name could we come up with it? But we thought, it was, uh, we're looking at a Temptress, but with nuts. And it ended up being called the Lady Boy. Now. <laughs> uh- Pause for the interviewer to go, um, yeah, that's an interesting connotation. Okay, would you like to explain more about that particular uh, comment? I say, our, our, our sales manager took off with the name, and uh, it's, it's kind of stuck to, much to Paul Holgate's chagrin, um, but it's done well for and It's a lovely blend, regardless of what you think of the name. Um, the, the, the Temptress is, uh, has some nice coffee characters from the amount of roast malt that goes into it. Um, so blending that off with the brown ale, uh, it comes out with as a lovely little, not not so much a black and tan as a black and brown, but uh, a nice little blend. You can get your hands on both of them. Well, if it's uh, not too much of an impost, I mean, you, you've sort of opened the uh, Pandora's box, if you like. About um, what about the Temperus? Can you give us a bit of a, an insight to how that one's put together and what sort of proportions in the the blend for the uh, uh, lady boy <laughs> it's 50 50 for the blend um as, as far as the recipe for the temptress goes uh it's a state secret i'm afraid but uh brew, brew a good robust porter uh we use um whole vanilla beans and dutch cocoa powder we just we run boiling water through vanilla beans and put them in the secondary and we mix up a nice little batch of bittersweet hot chocolate put that in the secondary um we're looking at about 70 vanilla beans for a uh, 1500 liter batch 
and 500 grams of cocoa for the same. Um, Gravity, it's a 6% beer, the Temptress. Original Gravity, we're looking at about 1060 and finishing around 8 or so. Again, it's been a long weekend. (laughs) I I think you're doing remarkably well, given that we're only on um, Friday and there's at least a day to go. I thought it started on Wednesday night. Ah, well, (laughs) well, some of us are just catching up. So, um, if if somebody brews a a good robust porter and adds the 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 additions that you've suggested and then blends with fifty fifty to the um, uh, to the nut brown, as long as you can get the macadamias. So, do, do you grind the macadamias right down to um, uh, you know very? small grind is it like putting it in a coffee grinder and grinding right down perhaps you could clarify it, it, we, we're chopping it up on a chopping board in the kitchen um, Paul Paul has uh, spent a bit of time when they were setting up the, the pub and the, the restaurant he's spent a bit of time as a kitchen hand as well as a brewer it's one of these things as a, uh, a small business owner you have to do a bit of everything uh, so he'll get in there with the chopping board and a, and a knife and it's, it's chopped roughly I think is the description they use in cookbooks um, you might find that the finer the better if you have the time um, or the equipment to, to get it right down to a to, to a, the extent of like a grain or a, like polenta sized uh, particles um, the, the principle is to increase the surface area roasting it you don't want to burn it but um, roast it lightly um, so that you bring some of those oils to the surface and hopefully dissipating those before they go into the mash and preserving your, your your head at the end of the game as a result okay so so on a would you give us an idea what that might look like on a homebrew scale do you 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 chop up the macadamias uh how many macadamias are you putting into a to a batch and if you if you put it into the oven how i mean it's very tricky and it's like roasting anything need to give it an, just a, a few guidelines on because too much would be too much and burnt yeah <laughs> not good no, no one likes to taste burnt nuts in their beer um we're looking at a nice golden brown color um again we, we chop ours quite roughly and heck when i'm shoveling out the mash uh there's a bit of flavor left in those things i might have a snack it's getting close to lunch after all and it's hard work um but, yeah, nice golden brown color. Uh, the roasting, do it at a low temperature. We, we actually we do the roasting the night before um, and then keep them under saran wrap um, till the next day, till they're ready to go um, so that we're not rushing around on the brew morning uh, trying to roast them to the right degree. Um, so, yeah, if you, yeah some, something to do in the preparation for the brew the next day. And... Man, your house will smell fantastic. The we've got the kitchen right next to the brewery. They roast those nuts, and I tell you, I, I can't walk around but slavering. It tastes delicious. Smell delicious. Tastes delicious, and it comes through nicely in the beer. Excellent. I I just have uh, one final um, uh, thing that I'd just like to clarify. We we haven't talked about water or any treatment to the water for this type of beer. Uh, most Australian waters are reasonably soft. But, but what sort of treatment do you actually apply to this particular beer? Um, we're fortunate enough in Woodend um, have very soft water. Uh, it's all coming from a reservoir. We're up there at the pretty much 
just down the ridge from the Great Dividing Range. Um, we'll put a bit of calcium chloride in there to uh, control pH. Uh, but the, apart from that, we, you know, we don't really want to bring up the hop character, so we don't bother with the calcium sulfate. Calcium chloride, we find, brings up a nice uh, sweetness in the beer, um, as well as helping us keep the pH levels where we want them to be. Um, if you're finding your pH is a bit high, um, then or low, sorry, low. Um, yeah, we've we've used calcium we chalk. We've used chalk, <laughs> calcium carbonate in um, in the mash with some of our darker beers. If you find it's getting a bit acidic, uh, depending on your local water, then that's a way to go. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Ian, for your uh, great insights to uh, brewing this beer, and um, that's it from us. Thank you very much. Thank you, and a shout-out to the guys at the big time if they're hearing this. Thanks for getting me on the right path. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain but a bit of keg tubing. No, you moronic waste to deliver Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, soda flavors, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fur a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the BN Army today. This September, More Beer is proud to introduce you to JP. 
My name is Jason Petros, and I'm the More Beer brand manager. Award-winning home brewer and brand manager for More Beer. I've been working for More Beer and home brewing for 13 years. The thing I like best about working at More Beer is being able to bring new products to home brewers across our social network and uh, being able to interact with them in a more casual way. JP is cutting you some awesome deals this month. My five favorite things to brew with right now is my 1550 tippy dump system. Second is the wart chiller recirculation arm. I really enjoy being able to do a whirlpool at the end of the boil. Third, uh, French oak cubes. I really enjoy using French oak cubes in my beer for aging six months, eight months. comes out fantastic. Next is my own personal oak aged dry nibbed oatmeal stout. It's probably my favorite beer to drink that I currently brew. And uh, the last one is Ranko Digital Temperature Controller uh, 2 Stage. I really enjoy using that, uh, of course, with my um, temperature-controlled conical fermenter so I can control both the heat and the cooling cycles at the same time. All of JP's favorite brewing items are on sale this month only and only at More Beer. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking Holgate Nut Brown Ale. We heard from uh, Peter Simons and Ian Morgan. A uh, nice uh, interview there, Peter. I think uh, Peter has some promise as uh, interviewer. <laughs> really? I can stop doing this job, go and, I don't know, sit and drink like I usually do. And uh, our uh, brewer, our master brewer for this challenge was uh, Dr. Scott himself. Uh, I really appreciate you spending the time. I know you got a lot lot on your plate, and so yeah. when, you, when you can... Uh, uh, separate a big chunk of time to to do a challenge for us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for wearing pants too. Appreciate uh, it. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, you still um, got his junk hanging out, but you know. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting ignore we'll, that. We'll be talking about my nuts in a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, brown ales, uh, just one of my favorite styles to drink and to brew. So I had no problem stepping up for this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had nuts, so you and know. It had nuts. Cool nuts I hadn't nuts. used before. Double whammy. Double whammy of the nuts. All right, so uh, we were tasting the uh, Burning Man glass and the uh, Yin and Yang glass, and uh, which one was the Burning Man? Which one was the Yin and Yang? Uh, the Burning Man was to throw you off. That was the commercial beer. Ah, uh, see, and I had thought that the Burning Man would have been yours. You that, know? That, I knew that. And, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, the Yin and Yang was my beer. All right. All right, so let's start with uh, Chad. I oh, think. Chad's here. He's, uh, he's here. Just he decided in. to join us to to drink some nut beer and uh, tell us his opinion on cloned or not cloned. 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 <laughs> Done. Moving on. A few words. No. All right. Taste. No. no. <laughs> uh, I I really thought both beers were pretty interesting for a nut brown, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it kind of. You know, heard the recipe, Nutty way. Uh-huh. and uh, that was even more interesting. And I think it was a good job. Um, you know, uh, it's just got a unique flavor. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just a, it's a pretty interesting beer for that alcohol and uh, easy drinking and uh, cloned. All right, tasty. 
Yeah, they're they're uh, definitely cloned. They're uh, really identical in the profile, the complexity, uh, gravity, you know, and overall impressions pretty much exactly the same. I do get a little more nut flavor out of one than the other, but that's probably due to to uh, size of the nuts, size of, of Doc's nuts. <laughs> yeah, Doc, Doc probably went with saltiness of Doc's nuts, which you can't get a lot for that. Right. You can't deny, mm-hmm. right? And the uh, color of uh, you know the roastiness nuts. of yeah. Doc's nuts. So. That that I'll, I won't worry about that part because even with the recipe as we have it, everybody's going to be roasting their everybody's nuts. Everybody's nuts way. are a little different. They're all different. I only use top quality nuts. Top quality. Well, who knows? Down in New Zealand, they may just take any old nuts. Yeah, there's like you said before, Southern Australia. Hemisphere nuts. Oh, I mean Australia. Yes, that's why we moved up. Or is it down? <laughs> we moved over. Over. Right. Well, you never that's, you never want to claim uh, superiority of one of you. Sorry, I love you all. Uh, clone, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, Justin. Well, first, I'd like to commend Doc on his choice of hippie symbols. Uh, we've got the yin and yang describing one, and the the Burning Man on and the his other. Quality of his nuts, Jimmy yeah. pointed out. And um, I also say cloned, whereas Tasty, um, you know, described more nut flavor in one than the other. Mine was just different nut flavor. And so I kind of think that's one of those things that we might not be able to make up for when cloning beer sometimes. You can't, unless you're sourcing the ingredients from the exact same place. Unless you grab the same nuts. The exact same sack. It's it's produce. So I cut, because there was some, uh, my flavor descriptor, sometimes the best conversations happen at the break, by the way. I try to bring them in as much as possible. But my my flavor descriptor for Doc's beer was his nuts had a... Kind of a hominy flavor. I used to eat a lot of menudo. I grew up in Los Angeles uh, for a while, so a lot of uh, and he was illegally across the border. Right, there was a lot of my his neighbors parents wanted him to be born in the U.S. <laughs> you know that whole thing. And in menudo, one of the main ingredients is hominy, which is kind of this weird. I don't even know if it's a vegetable or a legume. I'm not sure what it is, but. Uh, it's not quite a, 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 a nut flavor. It's not quite like a corn flavor. It's not quite like a. And anyway, so mine, uh, my, my description was just that it had a little bit, a, a different nut flavor. And I think that's just because you sourced them from obviously yeah. different places. The malt is identical. Um, the, the, the sweetness, the dryness, uh, mm-hmm. the way the gravity's worked out all tasted identical to me. So I think, I think cloned because of that. Well, uh, you know, as soon as Justin mentioned it, I was kind of along the same lines. I was thinking, you know, uh, kind of a couscous, kind of a hominy, kind of a, you know, it's not, uh, it's not like corn. Not like Pilsner corn. Not like that. Yeah, not not like that. It's it's like um, corn grits, kind of. um, Like cornmeal. Yeah, but even not even that corny. It's kind of you know like you're saying hominy or. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're saying, and and we can only attribute it to the nuts. Yeah, because it's, it's not to be average Doc's nuts. <laughs> it's got to be Doc's nuts. Because it's not that normal kind of corn. Instantly, when we taste beers, we go, "Oh, corn." Right. Well, there's right, the, right, right. There's it's a DMS not. It's or not. It's the, and it's not DMS. It's not that. It's no. it's cleaner than that. It's not as sweet as that. And it's maybe also, that's the thing. It's not as sweet as that. It's it's kind of got that character but not sweet and it's also not the other one that we're quick to go to sometimes where we say it's vegetal right right it's right. somewhere in between and that's why i, I think it's nutty. the nuts yeah yeah it's nutty it's nutty don't right. put the nuts in there if you have a problem with that <laughs> well <laughs> right, and, yeah. and, and it'd be fine beer without it wouldn't it, it would, right? well it, yeah, it, it yeah, would be I a fine so. beer either way and i guess that's why i decided clone because it, it's it's 
you had to put nuts into the nut brown. Yeah. And it's yeah. just that they, I think that they were slightly different. Uh, they were grown in different places. <laughs> you oh, know, the, then the handling of the nuts was definitely right. different. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, how you handle your nuts means a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would go cloned also. And the interesting thing is Doc made like, you know, 500 gallons of this beer. And so he did like two, two, 250 with a, uh, with a, uh, Cali Cal Ale. And he did 250 with a, with a they, 002. Yeah, or, 002. Okay. And, and, and the two side by side, I actually prefer the 002 over the Cal Ale. Uh, the Cal Ale has more of that uh, hominy, couscous, you know, nut thing going on than the 002 does. Well, you know, that it could be the, a little the, the, different. So the flavor may be not necessarily the, the nuts themselves. Uh, those went in uh, during the ferment, right? Before the ferment? or uh, In the mash. In the mash, okay. So uh, the, the yeast eating the hop oils right, right, may right. produce this flavor. The and nut of course, oils, yeah. Eating and, the I mean, nuts. nut oils. Yeah. Sucking then, on the nuts. A different yeah. yeast may put off, put off a different uh, yeah, flavor. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and that's interesting because usually, you know, when you're talking 002 versus 001, you're thinking, well, you know, that's going to give you more of a malty character and it's going to accentuate those things. But in this case, I don't think it is. It actually seemed to kind of uh, limit that and, and bring out a little bit more of a fruity ester. And it's actually almost seems crisper. That's mm-hmm. what I get out of it. I get, I get more, more crisp. Yeah, it's almost like a more Burton on Trent kind of right. flavor for well, me. Well, and it didn't attenuate. I, I bet you it did not attenuate as much as the 001. No, it, did, it, it there weren't there were a couple points difference. That's about it. Yeah, that's right. right. So it t- probably attenuated less. Yeah, but it tastes crisper mm-hmm. and Definitely. drier in a way. It, 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 yes. Uh, uh, yeah. See, you, you, you can't just you know one of the things uh, to my pet peeve over the years now has become you can't just assume because a beer finishes at a higher gravity that it's sweeter or more malty character or anything like that it has nothing to do with it I mean it could if you're back in the old days of home brewing where you're pitching like a packet of bread yeast that's half dead yeah, okay, attenuation, you know, means a sweet beer or a dry beer. But nowadays with high quality beer and, and great books like Yeast, a practical guide There's to no such uh, book. Where yeah. would we get that? Yeah, <laughs> brewing network uh, dot com. Um you know, it 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 really you know we know so much more about fermentation nowadays as homebrewers, craft brewers that you know what we're doing now. You can have something that doesn't attenuate as much, but the character of the beer is drier and uh, you know more crisp. And you know it, it really has a lot to do with so many other things that attenuation is not necessarily you know your guiding light as to you know what a what a beer is about. And you have to take into account all these other things. The alcohol's developed the. You know the esters developed, the fusel alcohols developed, the you know the the types of sugars consumed, and you know so many other things. So that that really means so much to me. That and that's why you know Doc doing these you know yeast experiments, and you do this all the time, all the time. You know you you brew a big batch of wort and you split it up into multiple types of yeast, and and you're like, oh, I like this one, I, I like that one, and 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 one of your previous attempts. You liked I rem I don't remember what beer it was, but you liked the O two and I liked the O one. Yeah, was that on the? Um, God, I can't think of what it was. 
I remember we were we were having that discussion, yes. and we we like different ones. In this this case, we both like the O two. Yeah, definitely. The, I like the O two yeah. better on this All one, right. which is so, why I do it. I, I want I want to see the difference side by side. Mm-hmm, if they weren't mm-hmm. side by side, we might not be able to pick out the little nuances. Right, right. But uh, I also don't want to get stuck with a lot of beer I don't want. Right. <laughs> well, and 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 those are both good. They're all good beers. I call it cloned. How about you? What, what's your take on it? Oh, the, just tasting the two side by side. I, I've never had the the commercial example, mm-hmm. and uh, looking at them, they look different just from the clarity standpoint. Uh, color's similar. Uh, mine's a little lighter, probably, but uh, when I just tasted them, it, it was amazingly very close. And then when I went for the second taste, uh, the other one a little oxidized because it's older. Mm-hmm. And I could start pulling out the differences in them, but uh, the the malt backbone and everything—it's just almost identical. Yeah. So I'd say cloned. All right. So the consensus is that one's cloned. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will get into the recipe. We'll cover that real quick, and we'll wrap this baby up. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of the, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Are these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore? Ah, oh, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten! Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent! Oh, dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water? <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future, from one northern brewer. Use this malice auteur, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel make ladies wet like Colin Farrell. Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast.
Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holly Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Now, suck it, Tasty. All right, we're back. We're talking Holgate Brown uh, from uh, Wood End in Australia. Uh, Ian Morgan helped us out with a fine recipe for the nut brown ale, and Doc brewed it. And I did. Called it cloned. And it is. <laughs> it is? 
Uh, proud of his nut work there. Oh yeah. All right. So Get six, my nuts out in front. Six gallons at the end of the boil. Original gravity ten fifty. That's a twelve and a half Plato. Your SRM is about seventeen. Your IBU about twenty. Um, fifty three percent. Fifty three percent. Two point nine four kilograms British pale ale malt. Uh, 26%, kilograms of amber malt, 9% or a uh, half kilo of uh, carapils, uh, 9% and a half kilo of flaked oats, 2% or 110 grams of brown malt, and 1% or 60 grams of chocolate malt, 10 grams of horizon hops, pellets, 13% alpha acid, uh, 75 minutes, and uh, 6 grams of goldings. 5% alpha acid, zero minutes. Total boil time is 75 minutes as well. Yeast, they do a, they use a dry yeast uh, from NSUS05. Uh, Doc used uh, the White Labs WLP001. Uh, you know, there is a difference between it, but, uh, you know, we can call it clone, not clone, based off of, based off of the uh, 001. The dry yeast tend to add a little bit of a sulfury kind of uh, peach note that uh, uh, dry yeast do uh, because of the drying process. <clears throat> but uh, in a beer like this, I don't think that's that's very noticeable. No, I, I didn't want to learn to do dry yeast anyway. <laughs> Too difficult. Is to it dump. can you brew it? Will you brew it? <laughs> His poetic license there, uh, which I won't slap Doc because it'd probably kill me. Only Casey gets slapped for that. Yeah, I don't get a pass on that. (laughs) I feel free to do poetic license and do whatever I want with these, but this one I actually tried to stay real close to. He did. He did. I did. Uh, You know, and and we only include people that respect the the, the process of of getting these shows cloned. All right, so sack rest, uh, 150... (laughs) Respect. That's totally lost. We don't deserve any respect. 154 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Do your rest. Uh, A couple of notes. Uh, The brown malt is from Simpsons. The chocolate malt is from Baird's. They coarse chop and toast 80 grams of the macadamia nuts to golden brown at a low temp the night before. They cover under uh, saran wrap until use, and uh, they add to the top of the mash. You ferment starting at 59 degrees Fahrenheit. You keep below 66 degrees Fahrenheit using the uh, dry yeast. It finishes in uh, four days. They use a fairly soft water and uh, calcium chloride if needed to keep the mash pH from dropping too low. And they sterile filter their beer. So, Doc, uh, do you have anything to add to this this, this process of uh, cloning this beer? Yeah, I had never used amber malt before and, uh, frankly, never even heard of it. So I, I did some research on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's basically a pale ale malt that's been uh, uh, toasted even more. Mm-hmm. So killing a little darker. Killing a little yeah. darker. And first, I would have trouble finding it, and yeah. uh, then I found some place, you know, some some words out there about how, how you can take your pale ale malt and uh, toast, big, yourself. toast it yourself. Uh-huh. Almost going to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, I found a place that had amber malt. Right. So I, I sourced that out. It's better for Doc to apply money than time to these things. You know, you gotta you gotta split the two sometimes. <laughs> it, it, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just buy it. I can time to like, you know, stir this shit up in the in the yeah. oven. And I well I I 
fuss over it a little bit, uh, and then it, it usually look when m- you're, money, when you're money. pulling down six figures from the Bruin Network. It really is yeah. not worth your time to screw around with those. Balls. Money usually wins out with me. So it hey. was six figures, right, Justin? All right. Yeah, yeah. almost seven. almost to the point where I don't want to be a dentist anymore. I'll just keep doing this. <laughs> so uh, uh, the Amber Mall, I sourced out with that one, and. Uh, yeah, you know, the brown malt. I got to use brown malt. I love using brown malt. Uh huh. And you got to watch it's a it. Very unique character. Yes, to it is. And you, it, the 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 point between not enough and too much is a very thin line it is. with brown malt. It is. And uh, but it, it adds a nice character, and I I love using it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so I saw that in the recipe, and I like that. And and the flaked oats too. I love I love that mouthfeel that oats give something. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I was a little leery about using that much. It's almost ten percent. Uh-huh. That's a lot. So, but uh, uh, what the heck, you know? It says do it. Uh, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it really did add to the mouthfeel because brown ales can be a tad on the thin side if you're not careful. Yeah, especially in the lower gravity range. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you, you, it, it does add add to the mouthfeel, and, and not in a cloying kind of thick way. It's it's got its own little it's character. background. Yeah. yeah, it's very background, and it, it, it's another dimension to the mouthfeel, mm. which, which I really liked. Um, and uh, the, the chocolate malt, as far as dark, roasty grains and stuff, I don't go much past chocolate malt on most of my beers. I just like chocolate malt. I don't like black patent on a lot of things, but um, just I'll, I'll use chocolate malt at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've gotten that used to it, so mm-hmm. it, it worked. This, this whole recipe was really, really good for me. I, I got to try out a new amber malt thing, and, and, I'll, and a lot of my favorites in here. Uh, when we got down to the, the hops, uh, I had never used Horizon before, so I did some research on that. And like with some of these clone beers, I, I wondered, well, what if I can't find that that ingredient to use and then i started researching a lot of it and mm-hmm. looking for uh, what what i can do uh for substitution it's got to mm-hmm. be made mm-hmm. it's a beer it's got to be made and maybe i can't get it but i, I can get it close with some of the ingredients mm-hmm. but i did source out the horizon mm-hmm. <laughs> threw money at it basically <laughs> see there's, there's where doc comes in yeah because my, my back should send send doc with the expensive beers especially macadamias aren't cheap no they weren't and especially when you're brewing 20 gallons of it mm. So took a lot of nuts to, it, it to make did. this beer. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, so I did source out the horizon. My backup would have been uh, Magnum mm-hmm. for that one. But it's a high alpha. I think that's a good choice. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a high alpha hop, and the horizon's low key. Ho- right. Cohemolone too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was fine. Or Warrior maybe. Yeah. Um, I had uh, uh, East Kent Goldings in the freezer already. So right. I, I, was right. Good, I was good with that. Yeah, I often swap Magnum and Horizon, and it's just like interchangeable for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, it, oh, I had not, never used it. Early in the boil. I really, yeah, and th- these were in their 60 minutes, yeah. so yeah. Uh, that that worked out pretty well. Um, uh, water profile? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I went basically with a, a I, I have different set profiles that I use, mm-hmm. and this one I went with basically a mild ale mm-hmm. uh, recipe for that, and I tweaked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I try to stay, you know, calcium was a little high. Uh, sodium, I kept that low. Sulfate, I, I wanted, I boosted that a little bit. That's about, you know, almost 60 ppms. I, I wanted to get that crisp sulfate flavor to it. 
mm-hmm. um, Englishy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So and and not have so much the rounded, sweet kind of uh, chloride uh, kind of kind of flavor to it. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure how much uh, sulfate they do though. They they're they're talking rainwater with uh, calcium right. chloride. Well, I, I needed to play with something, <laughs> you know. So I I, I pushed that. Uh-huh. Kind of, and and you know my pH came out just perfect in the mash. It, uh-huh. it, was, it was really nice. It came uh-huh. out, uh, especially with these these a uh, gra- lot of dark grains. So that that turned out pretty well. Um, everything else I did by the numbers, uh, mash in temps, all that uh, went right there. Uh, part of the recipe said the night before, uh, roast your macadamia nuts mm-hmm. and uh, put them under saran wrap well i forgot about that till about midnight and mm. okay. didn't remember your nuts until got, i didn't i wasn't thinking about my nuts mm-hmm. and then you know just from going to bed oh damn so my wife there i started thinking about your nuts yeah. so uh I, I had a whole macadamia nuts and uh the kind i could get in the store mm-hmm. they had a lot of salt on them i washed the salt off because i didn't want to mess up water profiles mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, and then I ran them, I dried them off, and then I ran them through the my food processor. Mm-hmm. And I, I do have a food processor just for beer. I don't let the wife run salad through it or anything else. And it's all for chopping nuts. It's, it's all for chopping nuts. Man, you got a proper nut care. You got to have a nut chopper. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of chop is that? Are we talking about like a really fine crush or just? No, it was it, it was a coarse chop. Probably okay. eat the, uh, a whole macadamia nut into eight pieces. Okay, oh, think of it that oh, way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and of course you're gonna get more. You get sure. the finer crush the size in there, of your nuts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so once that was, I put it on a cookie sheet, uh, three fifty oven, and washed mm-hmm. it really close. There's a lot of oil in these things. I've, I've caught things on fire many times trying to roast them <laughs> before a burning, uh, right before a brew session. Mm-hmm. And so you got you got to watch them. Pull it out about every ten minutes and flip it over with a spatula, just to get the even brownness mm-hmm. around the whole thing. So that that might have been a, a changing factor in the two beers because right. of the, how much I tanned my nuts. Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, time and temperature can make a big difference. Yeah, right, right. and I it, the whole kitchen was smelling so wonderful at that mm. point. Almost, that's almost, that's almost, what the the whole gate people are saying. It's like, oh, you can smell it. Like, I just, I didn't want to stop tanning my nuts, so <laughs> uh, I did. I, do I, we. I took them out. I put them like they said, wrapped them in uh, uh, saran wrap, and waited till morning mm-hmm. to put them out. So, mm-hmm. uh, other than that, it it went pretty pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, fermented pretty pretty cold. As far as, you know, uh, 001, mm-hmm. it started out at 59, but it'll mow at 59. It's fine. Right, right. And uh, I let it ramp up to what, about 65, 66. Mm-hmm. Uh, it finished out just where it should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it in the uh, bright tanks for about four weeks, and it still came out cloudy. Mm-hmm. And it's the nuts. It was the nuts. Uh, there's no other... other A lot of protein and... Yeah, there, there's no other uh, fats ex- and, explanation yeah. for it because it should it, w- it was not even disturbed. It was at 36 degrees for four weeks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss uh, police. I really do. Hot nuts. Yeah. He loves this kind of conversation. <laughs> he so, loves he loves his nuts. my balls for Basically, it makes it, it makes an awesome beer, and uh-huh. I, I got to brew with. Nuts I hadn't brewed with before. 
<laughs> nice. All right. Well, I, I, you know, you did a great job. You cloned it. Thank I you, man. And uh, you get to you put know. your nuts in the mash. How nice. Uh, yeah. Right in the mash. And, yeah, at the top of the mash only. Oh. Yeah, you, you, know, you can kind of teabag the mash there if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, really good. Well, I appreciate the, appreciate those guys at Holgate. They, you, they've been very generous and, and very kind and... Yeah, good people. That's that's what the whole brewing industry is about. And, and don't forget uh, to apologize to Ian Morgan for us being so gross. Too. <laughs> Especially, you know, I think Ian has a good sense of humor. Oh, good, and he's good. He, he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, very very uh, you know very very happy about uh, getting a chance to be out there and uh, getting him involved in Cana Brewing. Hmm. All right, so. You can listen live to the show, and if you do, it gives you a chance to participate in the show. And and one of the ways you participate is questions uh, that we answer during the end. So, uh, do we have any questions in the chat room uh, this time, Justin? A lot of questions about nuts. <laughs> Hot nuts? Oh, yeah. Oh, nuts. talking about nuts yeah. more? Okay. A, lot of nut, a lot of nut questions. Right. A lot of nut questions. Well, and some of them you've answered, so some we can just uh, elaborate on. Where in the recipe, I think you, you said it too, but where in the recipe do the nuts go? Top of the mash. Top of the mash. Top of the mash. Uh, okay. Th- so this one called for them in the mash. Dough in, then throw them in on top of the mash. Okay. And then there, again, was the question of should they be chopped or whatnot, and uh, you said that you put them through your own food processor right. and chop them um, pretty I, coarsely. Yeah. It, they're, I'd say medium coarse, okay. not not fine by any means. Um, and I use a food processor because I had to run through so many macadamia nuts because it was a 20-gallon batch. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think my recipe is a 24-gallon start gallon. So um, that's a lot of chopping by hand. But if I think for five so gallons, like you could probably eight, do it. Eight, yeah, eight, it's three ounces for five gallons. Is eighth to uh, three-sixteenths three across pieces yeah. of mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Okay. Or when your arm gets tired from working your nuts. Small nuts. Uh, yeah. Never get started. So you you kind of said it just real quickly where you got the nuts and how you treated them because that's another question. You said they're the kind I can get at the store, but but uh, what does yeah. that really mean? Where should we source our nuts? Well, the interesting thing is macadamias are like aren't the bulk of them grown in like uh, Australia now or. Was it, uh, you know, there's a big chunk people, in Hawaii. Well, I people think, say right? Hawaii, but I, I don't think Hawaii I, might not be the bulk. I, of I remember, them. like Hawaii doesn't actually grow very many macadamia nuts now. Okay, they chocolate cover a lot of them. Okay, well, but, those are chocolate covered in like Los Angeles and then yeah. shipped to Hawaii. But, <laughs> to, I guess when sale. you say I, I, the kind I can get at the store, are yeah. we talking about the the big the big store, the Safeway? Yeah, or, Safeway, Safeway. Okay. exactly. Just, just in a bag? No, or? they come in uh, jars. In a sack. Okay, sack. Nice. And then you said that you wash the salt off of them. I didn't. I didn't want to. Right. If you can get unsalted, that's better. Even better. Uh, if okay. I had time to source them on the internet, I probably could have found. A raw, of raw, raw macadamias, yeah. raw macadamias with with no no salt on them or anything. But salt would have messed my beer up. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't want to wash all the oils off of them, but I, I washed them before I, I cracked them anyway. So put them in a colander and run water over yep. them uh, for five minutes or whatever. It, yeah, it doesn't take long to get the salt off of them. And I'm I, hungry I, right now. I'll just talk about nuts. Yeah, and, and I did, you're horny now. Is that hungry? Oh, hungry. I'm sorry. I, I did sample them as I was uh, <laughs> roasting them anyway. But, yeah, uh, 
Um, yeah, I just uh, I just sourced them out at Safeway. Okay. All right. And then the other question that came through, uh, Phil Brazil, uh, listening. Brazil um, nuts. Also in the Southern Hemisphere. No, we're not going to use Brazil nuts. Um, well, he has a question about the difference between carafa malts and chocolate malts. Mm. What he mm-hmm. says is, I only he, he can only get carafa or special malts down there in Brazil. Uh, uh-huh. And people are telling him that, that carafa is not chocolate. So he wants to know what you guys oh, think. Oh, it just... You, it just depends. So they're going to use like uh, you know the same malts that they use to make uh, you know a Munich malt or a, you know a lager malt or or something like that uh, when you're when you're doing the carafa. Okay. But there's carafa with the husk, and there's carafa special with, without the husk. Without the it's the husk that adds all those chocolatey roasty flavors. Okay. So if you're you know some some recipes will say carafa special. And that's the one without the husk, without the roasty. So if you're making something like a Schwarz beer, a German Schwarz beer, you don't want those roasty flavors, so you use the special. And some some recipes will use it, and it's really just for adding color to the beer. Uh, something like Cinnamar is made with Graffa Special. They actually make it with Graffa Special, ferment it out, boil it, all this stuff. And you can add that to your beer just for color but not roasty flavor. Okay. If you want the roasty flavor... Uh, that a chocolate malt will give you. If you can only get carafe, that's fine. There's three levels of carafe, I believe. Uh, there's like the, the, the lower kiln one, there's the number one, the number two, the number three. And the number three is like, you know, the roast barley kind of thing. Number one is like a, like a light chocolate, and then number two is kind of in between. I think number two is 450 love a bond. Um, which is very similar to a chocolate malt. Okay. And I think that's fine. If you can't source chocolate malt, I would use Carafa 2 and... Call it good? You know, call it good. Be, okay. be happy with it. I think you're fine. And and then this is my question, actually. Do you do that? Uh, I know, Doc, you're a proponent of just putting the chocolate malt on the top of the mash also in general to extract the color that way if i like uh jamil was saying if we were trying to get something just for color yeah and i'm really not trying to get roasty out of it yeah exactly i'll powder it fine uh, in a coffee grinder and then it goes in at the end of my mash and just only on and, and only on the top and then it get, pretty much gets rinsed through once so when you sparge you're 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 sparging it basically or yeah, it, okay uh I'm recirculating my mash almost the whole time. Ah, that's right. And uh, so I, I don't want to keep that going through there, especially when I only want color and not the roastiness or the bitterness of certain malts. And if, if I'm only adding a couple of ounces of something dark like that, I'm going to grind them up real th- fine, and they go in probably the last 10 minutes of my mash. And then mm-hmm. once, once I'm uh, sparging it through, I get all the color I want, and I just don't get that bitterness. When you also do cold steeping, you've done in the past. Yes, I'll do that too. Okay, okay, great. That's it from the chat. Great. All right. Well, another great uh, beer and uh, another great uh, clone master knocking knocking one out of the park. Thank you, man. Thanks. Did Doc thanks, fail thanks yet? For us. How many has he done? Doc doesn't fail. Two. Please. How many have you done for Steve? Oh, no, he hasn't failed. Can you brew it? He has not failed. No. At least two. Yeah. Hmm. There's one other guy that hasn't failed. We got a challenge. I don't know. You know I... Well, you haven't. Come on. When... <laughs> Listen, Jameel. Stack yeah. up the numbers, you know. How many have I done? I don't know. How many have you done? I don't know. Like six or. 
Have you? Eight or oh, okay. I'm, 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 all, I'm, I'm second only to Mr. Tasty. I okay. Think. I don't know. I thought it was less than that, but uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was tasty. He was telling me I was I was pulling my weight. Right. Oh, I blame uh, it on you now. <laughs> I better throw check. me under I'll the check, bus. I'll check my numbers. Well, all I was saying is I think we need to throw some harder beers at Doc because we can't just oh. have this perfect record. Uh, oh yeah, all the time. Set me up well, to fail. We're gonna we're gonna do some longer. So we're gonna challenge. We're you know me. I like to challenge everybody. Yeah, we're, so. uh, let's, we're gonna do some challenge yourself. Yeah. Well, listen. You somebody that's no challenge. challenge. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Any beer you give me is a challenge. <laughs> that's, that's right. Even to drink, that's that's uh, that's difficulty right there. Exactly. So I'm being challenged. But we, we, we're talking. You about... are challenged. Yes. <laughs> we all talking... agree. Does everybody in this studio agree? Justin is challenged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. For him, right. Almost there everything. We go. Is challenged. Right. Exactly. But we were talking about doing loggers for coming up some. Can you brew it? Yeah, we, we, cool. we, we want to make sure we're covering a range of styles, that we're not just uh, doing a whole bunch of IPAs and pale ales and stouts. So right. we want to we want to spread it around. There's there's uh, thousands of requests, and um, you know, as we go through them, we want to choose the ones that uh, sure kind of kind of distribute around a little bit. So. Somebody request a good ice box for the good doctor. I have one. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll tell you, I had. God's gift to Doppelbox and Icebox at a place called Dry Dog Brewing in uh, uh, Colorado. Really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was Chris Kennedy from Yak and Yeti. He actually, you know, he met us at Dry Dog. Peter and I were, were having to go to Dry Dock, uh, do a meet and greet, and 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 uh, we got there, and, and Chris says, you know. I love a great Doppelbach. And he says, uh, you know, the brewer here brews the greatest Doppelbach I've ever tasted. Hmm. I'm like, well, all right. So I've gotten like 49 points in the second round of the Nationals <laughs> with my Doppelbach. You know, I'm a little dick beaten on the on the table there. Yeah. I know. I know when I'm talking Doppelbach. I love, so you're gonna, I love great Doppelbach. You're going to see how good this is, is what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm like, hey, sure. please, bring it on. Sure. Bring it on. <laughs> You know, it's it's not going to be that good. It's going to be. I'm sure it's in the 40s, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm right. I'm question. This I'm is your territory. This is my territory, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> pumping my chest. I'm it's like, hey, hood. bring we it all on. Have that. That's bring fine. It, bring it into my hood. Yeah. And uh, so he goes and he he uh, asks the the brewer Bill uh, to to bring out a bottle because they don't even sell it anymore. But he's got a couple of bottles stashed and he brings it out and things. Freaking fantastic! Wow, it is by far the best commercial Doppelbach or best Doppelbach over. You know, it, it was on equal with the best that I've ever brewed. Oh, wow, absolutely! And I think I've brewed you know damn near perfect Doppelbach, and this thing was fan freaking tastic. Hugely malty, not too sweet, just the subtle amount of sweetness, the balance, the mouthfeel, everything about it was freaking perfect. Wow. And uh, it, it it was you know award winning, and he's won awards with this thing before. And uh, so we're we're enjoying this uh, with with a few people, and uh, and he goes back and he's like, "Well, if you guys like this, 
Eh, here's your here's the ice block made made from that double block, and it it was also really really great beer. So uh, uh, he told me that he would be glad to to get me the recipe. Uh, I was working on the Zymergy article, and I asked him for the recipe for that because I was one of the beers I was most impressed with on my trip. But uh, he said he'd get me the the recipe for Zymergy. He didn't quite make the deadline, so I'm thinking, can you brew it? Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, well, we'll you might have to brew that one since it's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, it it was freaking fantastic. <laughs> it was really perfection in, in, in a bottle. And you don't you don't run a, you don't run across that stuff that often, where something is you know the best you're ever going to have of a, of a <laughs> variety of beer. You know, right? And uh, he shared it with us, so I was very 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 pleased with d- d- dry dock brewing. They've won, uh, you know, uh, Small Brewing Company of the Year and uh, Small Brewer of the Year at GABF. Pool, okay. So. Yeah, I think it's, I remember seeing their name last yeah, year. Yeah, I thought I was Small Brewer. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took Small, you over. Small, short. It's, it's all it's <laughs> semantics. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so another uh, episode of uh, Can You Brew It in, in, the, uh, in the Sack. In the can. In the can. Thank you very much, uh, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com, for uh, supporting us and uh, sponsoring the show. Thanks very much, uh, Grain and Grape, uh, grainandgrape.com.au in uh, Australia for, for supporting us as well. Don't forget to pick up that yeast book in the Brewing Network store. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Check check out uh, a lot of great products. We got the yeast book there from Chris White and myself. You get it signed. You pick that up. Uh, it's a, probably the fastest way you can get that book. We'll have it before Amazon or anybody else. So uh, pick it up from the Brewing Network and support this programming. Don't forget, we also have uh, a lot of other great stuff. Hoodies, shirts, hats, glasses, quality gear. I wear it. I drink from it. I love it. It's good stuff with a hot grenade on it. I, I love that stuff. Uh, don't forget, also, you can support us through uh, something like uh, the Brew Your Own. Uh, Brew Your Own. I write for that every every issue. I do the style profile column. I get a chance to really get into detail. They give me lots of words. And uh, you can uh, help support the Brewing Network. Click on that Brew Your Own logo on thebrewingnetwork.com. When you sign up for a subscription, half of that price goes directly to the Brewing Network. It's a great deal for the Brewing Network. It's a great deal for Brew Your Own. It's a great deal for you as well as a a, uh, listener and subscriber. A lot of good information in there. Not only a style profile, but uh, Mr. Wizard. I think Ashton Lewis does a great job with that. Lots of good information. Don't uh, forget to uh, check out uh, also the AHA. You can get Zyrogy, get AHA. They sign up for that. They support home brewing. They do the legislative battle, battles for home brewers in general. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to support them. And that allows you to get to the uh, uh, a discount at the uh, Home Brewers Conference. Next year is going to be in San Diego. You come on down there. And you'll also get a chance to uh, participate in the uh, Brewing Network 6th anniversary party in San Diego. It's going to be great, so don't forget that. My liver hurts already. (laughs) My liver's looking forward to it. All right. So until next time, brew strong. And often.